Alright, welcome back to this week's edition of Men of the Machine. I'm Kevin. I'm Pat. And thank you for listening to this wonderful, special Wednesday edition of Men of the Machine. Because, and I will explain, because I saw the face. Oh, because you're not going to upload it on We are going Friday. to be okay. in New York City at Comic-Con, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I am not going to release this next Monday, because in theory... I will have at least one episode to release next week, and if I can get a second, woohoo! Uh, and if I could get a third, even better. So, I figured I would just kind of edit this one and throw it right on the internet tonight, and that way it's good to go. Sure. I mean, like, if Kevin brings his gear, like, we might be able to do an upload anyway, but whatever. I guess oh, if he, if, is he going to bring his laptop? I don't know. Why do you keep asking me Kevin questions? You yeah, were in the group point. chat too. Well, <laughs> I will message him and tell him, don't bring your laptop. That's just extra space that you don't need to bring. We just need the recorder, and when we get home, we can deal with it. It's a fucking MacBook. It's well, it's like not the about the thinness. It's not the thinness. It's the fucking... First off, they're some of the heaviest laptops out there. And second off, it's a big... Fucking, um, I think he has the 15 inch. I saw it once. Maybe he has the 13 inch to slide into the back. That takes up. I hope not. That's a medical injury waiting to happen. If it was that big, he'd pass out every time he looks at Salma Hayek. That's a fucking. That's that's uh. What do you call it? Uh, That's an urban myth. (laughs) Oh well, she's still foxy either way. I might pass out just in general. There was that whole thing that like people have said that John Holmes uh couldn't ever get fully erect because like if he did he would pass out. The problem, the reason he never got fully I'm guessing John Holmes had a huge penis. Yeah, he was the first porn star to like be known for it. Huh. Well, he was the guy that Dirk Diggler was based on. Awesome. Okay. Yes, I did know that actually. Um. So, anyways, what I was getting at was this is going to be a shortened episode that is going up immediately, so that next week you get inundated with at least two episodes. One from. Uh, what's coming up to happen for our lives and the second one being our normal whenever we can record throwing it up on the internet because Monday is a holiday and hopefully I don't know if you work that day you probably do because no you don't so I told you I'm on vacation aha so we can record multiple times next week that is not the point so yeah fuck the games throw them out the window fuck the final segment throw that out the trash we're just gonna chit chat for a minute a little bit about Comic Con and a lot of bit about Rick and Morty so which would you rather start with? Doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. We're starting with Comic-Con. Okay. Comic-Con is tomorrow morning. I yes. will land, hopefully, the fuck... So you're every time... Flying. You're literally... You're, t- you're never going to be off the land. Yeah, but you land at a location. Like when I'm driving that's to not, visit someone, I'll be like, yeah, what's, what's your ETA? And I'll be like, oh, I'll land in about, you know, four hours. It's a phrase. Nobody else says that. That's it's a phrase. So that's I will be there. I will say that you've adopted. That's not I will be landing in New York City at roughly 1230. Just that's without any complications. The train. <laughs> I've been on the train uh, uh, six times and had two pretty decent complications. One minor one. So not good odds, admittedly. But th- I'm just fingers crossed because everyone's always talking about, oh, trains are always on time and they're always there and they always know. show up and yada yada. No, that's not a thing that anybody has said except for Hitler. But no, I mean, <laughs> well, too far, Patrick. Too soon, you know? Okay, I'm not over it. My people went through some stuff then. And you are half Mexican and half They were white. forgotten then, okay? This isn't all about the Jews, mostly about the Jews, but not all about the Jews. So, you have anyways, serious problems. literally every time I talk about taking a train, everyone's like, oh, that's the most efficient travel as far as, like, being on time, and I'm like, you're wrong. Probably buses are the most efficient if I had to pick any. So Yeah, I've never had an issue on a bus. Yeah. So I'm going to get in at 1230 and in theory just walk to the, um, what's that called? The Amazon Ballroom. Yes, to see Kevin Smith and the comic book men while I wait for Patrick and either leave early or they'll show up if there's seats. And Because uh, I'm just going to walk out to meet you guys I'm when you're not, done. I don't know how much luggage you're bringing, but like I am not dragging my shit to like I'm, Amazon I'm Ballroom. No, I'm bringing one little suitcase in it with an extra backpack in it for when I buy comics and shit. So I'm not bringing a ton. Um, yeah, yeah, so no, I'm I just going to carry that with me. I have my big ass bag. I have my backpack. So yeah, no, yeah. there's no chance. Of no, I have virtually no electronics uh, other than I'm bringing the SNES for playing in the room. And I'm just bringing 
my Switch and my Kindle. Oh, I'm going to bring my Switch. Okay, so Switch, SNES, and that's it. So my bag should be light enough, and I'm gonna. it's got wheels. It's one of those little, like, uh, carry-on yeah, size. I have some wheels. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to have that with me, walk over to it. Um, and then when you guys check into the hotel and stuff, depending on what time it is, the panel actually will probably be, like, halfway through, if not more. If you guys are like, hey, I'll head on over, and I'll text you, yeah, there's seats. Cool. If you're like, we're just going to head there, I'll be like, wait for me, and I'll come meet you. I'll just leave the panel. That's, probably, that's, that's more likely. So, well, you never know. Um, it's Thursday. It's not that exciting anyways. You just kind of go get a feel oh, for shit. the area. I love Thursday. What? Friday's the there... best day. No. Uh, okay. Friday Friday and Saturday are the days where I actually like, actually, like, make plans, as you saw Kevin having a fucking panic attack in the yep. group chat last night. Yep. Whereas, like, Thursday, I can just kind of do whatever, because usually nothing really that important is happening, so I can go. It's a one day where I actually usually buy things, usually Thursday and Sunday. Yeah, I'm, like, Sunday, oh, definitely. Hey. Because Thursday is usually the best selection, and then Sunday is usually the best prices because usually people want to shit back. But um, but you that's like if you remember last year, the majority of what I bought was on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. I bought a little bit every day and always had a bag to carry it. home, but that's because I have a problem. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll do that, and that'll be a really good time and walk around. There's tons of cool panels to see. We don't need to explain now. We're going to be talking about Comic-Con at the end of every day. Maybe not recording it, but we'll be talking with coming up with good information to bring up on future podcasts so we're not going to bore you there just know that i'm praying we get to see the first episode of the punisher it won't happen but it happened for jessica jones and i am just just fingers crossed that it's gonna just just it looks so good but other than that really quick what are you looking forward to most at comic-con uh the punisher panel like okay what is the second thing you are looking forward to most at comic-con my biggest priorities are basically the Punisher panel, but also like the fact that I already told you I'm basically planning to make uh, Madison Square Garden my residence for most of Saturday. Yeah. Um, although actually that was that plan also had to be modified after I won the lottery to get the Funko um, thing. Yeah. So I'm doing that first at ten in the morning. Then I'm going to do uh, the signing that Kevin won with the cast of the Tick, mm-hmm. and then I'm probably going to head over to oh, uh, okay. Madison Square Garden. If anyone wants to come with me, they can. Um, I'm you know my style, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna be on your dick, bro. Like that's if, fine. It's just it's so much easier for me to always be there with you because if I if you just leave me alone, I'll be in one spot just going. Yeah, no, after you. Oh no, no, after you. Oh no, yeah, you can go there, <laughs> and I'll be there all fucking day because there's so many people. Well, also, I mean, I would also just like I, mean, I could leave you with Kevin. It's not like you'd be like fucking left to die, but Kevin will just uh, be like Kevin. This hold on, this is my Kevin. Hands in pockets. Looking around, you know how his shoulders kind of rest and his head's kind of cocked forward a little bit, and he'll go, yeah, "This is pretty cool." And he'll go, "Yeah, it is cool. What do you want to see?" I don't know. Fuck it. I'm just gonna walk around for a minute. He'll walk around for a minute, and be like, "I'm gonna go get something to eat." He'll walk out of Javits Center for some goddamn reason, wander New York City for four hours before deciding, "Oh yeah, that panel I wanted to go check out." I don't want to follow that around. I'll get to see nothing. I will get no experience. <laughs> that's fine i'm not saying you can't come with me i'm just saying you don't have to roll i just like i like, told him last night when he kept freaking out i'm just like motherfucker i am just explaining to you how to see the things you say you want to see if you do not want to do the things i'm telling you you are a fucking grown man and can do what the fuck you want i'm yeah. just trying to help you if you don't want my help that's fine i'm just telling so, you what to do so really quick lay down your priorities because i only have two i have two priorities and then the rest is filler so give me the, your list um well yeah like basically saturday i want to be there for the shield panel the uh, Star Trek panel and the Punisher panel and maybe stay for the Walking Dead panel. I haven't decided yet. Okay. Um, I feel like I might end up giving my seat for that just because, like, I'm sure there's somebody who wants to see it more than I do that I might just be like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Um, plus, I'll probably be starving by that point because if they do it like last year, they won't fucking let me have food and drink in Madison Square Garden. I might fucking by that point be like, yeah, I'm I need to get the fuck out of here. I'm going to need to. Oh, that's right. They made us take like the stuff out of the bag. I fucking forgot that. I had to throw that. out game fuel and that's fucking gold. Sir. Yeah, I totally forgot gold. about that. Damn. Okay, anyways, continue. Um, but yeah, like my uh, other than like the Madison Square Garden stuff on Saturday, like my major priorities are on Friday uh there's uh the runaways panel that i'm really excited for okay uh the doomsday clock panel which i'm really excited for okay and the dirt gently panel which i'm really excited for okay i only have to be at the doomsday clock one that is the only one that is a literal asterisk saying if you fuck this up for me i'm going home What's the, the other one my, is Punisher. My, my originally, my, my originally priority one was Runaways. Yeah. But because I know you and Kevin really, really care about uh, Doomsday Clock, and I do, not to say I don't. Yes, but it was but just... 
differences of like dick hardness yeah i say since you guys care like definitely like a lot it's like both of your like priority i was like we'll probably go and get in that line first and then try to get so those are that's tapped as well yeah they're all they're all so so the system is and we we i experienced this for the first time last year you go down to the main so comic-con doesn't open till 11 10 10 right like the main floor the main floor so you go downstairs at who however fucking early you want really we got there at about six last time uh, seven seven yeah. we were up we- before six but because yeah. you were like i'm getting up at 5 30 i gotta be there and we had breakfast and whatever yeah. um you get down there there was already people there so i'm guessing people went there at like five or six uh and you get in line and you literally just wait they, they have uh stanchions and aisles with big signs that say this one's for such and such we got into the iron fist one immediately so we'll go and get into the very first one we're getting into is punisher i'm, I'm assuming or is yeah, okay. that a different day that's a different day, and that's not. It's in Metzler Garden, so it's not. Tapped. Oh, okay. So you go and you get in line, and then you know, however much time passes, and they start saying, "All right, you can start coming through." There's no like first come first serve, none of that. It's literally just they tap your badge, and that means you got a seat definitively in the panel. Cool. And if you see other panels with less space, you get right into them. You get tapped for something else. What did we do last year that we got tapped for a second time? Uh, well, basically, I remember last year we went from the uh, we jumped out of the Netflix line into the Gotham line, and then we yes, went to that was it, uh, Mad Square Garden uh, in between for the uh, Dirk Gently Doctor Who panel. Yeah, everyone was dressed in Doctor Who stuff. So that's this. I think it's a pretty decent system. Kevin didn't oh, seem to like it. Way, in, no, it's way chat. better than last year or the sorry the year before last. Yeah, because um, when I went uh, by myself um, that year, um, where I was getting the Marvel Netflix thing, they had wristbands. Ugh. And wristbands are way fucking slower going than the yes. fucking tapping system. So basically, you made a choice that morning which fucking one you were going to, and you didn't yeah. have a choice. The tapping is like boom, boom, boom. Get as many as you can, can until they tell you there's no more. Well, I think basically because they tap you, so that way you have a spot in that panel. Then you jump in the next line. You hopefully get tapped for that panel. And then you can jump in the next line. So like, yeah. the hope is that we will go like for Friday. They get in the Doomsday Clock line. Then hopefully from there, I'll jump over. Um, depending on which one you guys care about more, I know. He probably cares more about Runaways, and you probably care more about Dirk Gently. Yep, that's a legit. I, I lean more towards Runaways, just because there's also a chance of them showing an episode there, plus I really care about that comic. Yep, and yep. Um, but, like, so like, I would say Doomsday Clock, and then jump into Runaways, and then try to jump into Dirk Gently. I remember last year, we were, after we got tagged for Gotham, we were like, there's still room in the Ellen, Ellen Tudyk spotlight, like, uh, uh, but it was at a time when we would have been standing in line for Iron Fist. We were like, but we want to get to Iron Fist early. So yeah, we passed exactly. it. So this year it'll probably be whatever. But anyways, the main reason I want to go to Doomsday Clock one is because they said some exclusive shit, which it'll be super underwhelming, but I don't care. If they could I just, mean, Jeff could John's literally, gonna be there, so that's awesome. They could literally hand out just a Watchmen pin, like the, just the smiley face pin, and I'd be like, it was so fucking worth it. I was there for that. Patient even- zero over here. I did it. And I wouldn't be, but it's kind of like that Gerard Way tape we got last year. Like it, yeah. it's it's for the most part insignificant, but it's so fucking cool to have gotten it. So yeah, um, that is our big to do hoopla for the next four days, and it's gonna be I, my 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 whole uh, non panel like non celebrity journey here is to a find uh, preacher issues, which I won't, but I'm going to try, and b collect a trade that patrick recommends for each superhero like any any like it doesn't matter i just want to own the record kevin can also be involved in this just so you know because kevin has the same if not i yeah but when listening to you you, because i listen to gifted punksters relatively frequently i i i I listen to five episodes then i take a break for about six months and then i listen to whatever the moans i see most are cool and then move on so when I listen to you guys talk about comics, I tend to lean towards your opinion. And you've recommended every single comic that I've owned has been something that you said, yeah, that's a good buy. So I like to keep the trend alive, all right? This is, that is as much of a collection. Like, so yes, I, people can come, come over and be like, wow, those that's cool Daredevil books. And to them, it's just, I own Daredevil books. But to me, it's like, this is what Patrick thinks is good books. Like, to that's suck fair. your dick a little farther. I'm just like... <laughs> He said it was good, so for some reason that adds... It's like when a, a director tells you, hey, check out this this uh, movie, or an artist says this album is really cool, and you're like, oh, I'll check that out. Like, that's what this is for me. It's like my culmination of what Patrick thinks I would enjoy. And, and so, so I like that, which, not to say I won't take anything. I won't be like, Kevin, fuck off! How dare you <laughs> recommend that Spider-Man comic? Are you kidding? I'm walking in. Like, I'm not going to do that to him. But 
I will buy everything and anything, but that is my main, like, driving factor. Like, when my little brother recommends, uh, when I'm going car shopping, I only take his recommendations because he's my little brother and I trust him, so that's, that's how it kind of goes, so Preacher Comics, and then one of just a bunch of people, you know, I really want to get a Black Panther comic, I really, really want to get some Flash comics, I don't have any, and he's my second favorite superhero, like, I gotta get something, and I really, really, really want to get some standalone Wolverine stuff, all I have is Origins, fuck it. I want other um, stuff. Yeah, I mean, the main stuff I would recommend as far as Wolverine... Old Man Logan. Old Man Logan is good. Um, also, um, like, to, I don't know if Kevin has the affection for it that I do, um, but uh, the Frank Miller and Chris Claremont uh, book that was the first ever solo Wolverine book, mm-hmm. it's just called Wolverine. That's probably my favorite solo Wolverine thing ever. Also, I think Greg Rucka's run is really underrated, um, but that's really, that's really cool, too, so... So yeah, there's lots there's lots for me to find. Uh, what is the, and this is my question to you and for everyone else listening who likes Funkos, which hopefully isn't a lot of you, I admit. It is not a cool thing. I'm just stuck. So what is the like rules on you buying Funkos with that with that lottery thing? I can get one. Um, and then get in line so, like a normal person? No, no, no. Um, that's uh, the thing. Is I get, apparently, like I don't know how many people want it, but... Yeah. Um, I'm told that I basically, if I show up at 10, I'm basically just bypassing the line and just, or presumably there'll be like a smaller line of people who won the lottery. Yeah. Um, and, or I'm just going at 10 and the only one, like, I yeah. got the gold ticket. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but uh, if it's anything like the um, Lucha Underground signing last year, where basically I just kind of get there and some other people who won get there and we all just kind of do whatever. Um, but yeah, I know that I can apparently only get like one of each thing. Oh. Um, so that's all I really know, though. Like, okay, I mean, so not like, yeah, not like one and only one, and that's your big, you oh, no. make a decision. It's like you can't buy two of the Zordon ones. Like, you can only get one yeah. of each. Okay, well, then uh, that's good. That's good to know because I'll give you like 10 bucks, and you'll be like, I wasn't going to get that one anyways, and I'll be like, I want it. 12 bucks, sorry. $15. What? Why is it? Because they're nice. exclusives. What do you I'm want probably not buying that one. Just kidding. I totally will, but I'm probably not buying that one. Um, Another obstacle to get around while we're in New York City. It's not an obstacle to get around at all. We're going to live our lives normally. I'm a vegetarian now. I'm not going to eat that street food anymore, so. Okay, so literally now it's two vegetarian Kevins. Like, (laughs) motherfuckers, you need to have your own goddamn identities. (laughs) I love him so much. Uh, I've been a vegetarian since June now. You need to to eat only meat now. That's the opposite direction. Just a hard left turn. Crank the wheel on this. Uh, I haven't eaten meat. Well, I have eaten meat since June, but it was two specific instances. Um, so I, I, I'm not like doing it. I killed it for the man, and I reasons. had to hide the body. I just had no choice. Um, one was for uh, Vegas because we went to one of those Vegas buffets, and it was the only time in my life I'm ever going to be there. And the other time was for a camping trip where they didn't pack anything for me to eat, and I went, "Well, fuck! I'm not going three, uh, four days, three nights without eating anything. So I guess I'm going to eat something. So uh, I could have just eaten. I could have just eaten bread, but then I would have eaten all of their bread, and they would have had no bread, and I would have had no substance, and I would have just been cr- like clawing at the trees trying to get something. So uh, I still, you know, it's not like the super ethical thing. But the point remains: we're gonna have to find some dope food. Uh, and I'm super well, stoked. Oh, we're doing it this year. We're doing it, Patrick. We're going to the Slaughtered, slaughtered Lamb Thursday night. And there night. is vegetarian options, because Kevin checked. There's a... Uh, well, originally uh, when I said, like, I was like, in case there... I was like, here's the menu in case there's nothing that you want. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, it's called beer. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, but I'm saying if you want actual food. Why? Like, what I checked. the fuck? There's a veggie burger. Oh, awesome. I love veggie burgers, but huge asterisks. If there is... Uh, if there's no vegetarian option, I will eat seafood. I won't. I still won't eat any. Oh, like, I think there is fish and chips there. Yeah, I won't eat any land animals. Well, if they have a veggie, I love veggie burgers, so I'll get that. Um, if there's no vegetarian option, like a lot of sub and sandwiches places, just have no fucking veggie subs or sandwiches. I could be like, hey, could you throw some onions on a bun? Like, I'm not gonna do that. So I'll order the the like shrimp po boy or some shit. Like I'll order the seafood option, but. Um, the Slaughtered Lamb Pub does not have a shrimp. Po'boy. No, I was just <laughs> saying on the whole. I wasn't specific. Anyways, all right, uh, we're what I'm considering about halfway through this episode. So let's get into the nitty gritty, and there's not really that much nitty gritty to talk about. But Rick and Morty was the best fucking season I have ever seen of Rick and Morty, which there's only three, okay. and that's not saying much. 
but it moves like okay that finale all season i've been telling you how much i love it i've been talking to you people on the other side of this microphone saying i watch them x amount of times this finale officially puts rick and morty as tied for the office as my favorite show of all time and patrick knows how big of a deal that is I love The Office, and Rick and Morty, I've always been a fanatic of it since the day I started going, hey, Patrick, check this out. Patrick, you need to fucking watch this. This easily put it into my Tide for Favorite show of all time. Easily. Like, like, there's no contest anymore. It's just right up there. Office, Rick and Morty, sitting at the front. I mean, I think Jared Butler was the first person who tried really hard, like, played hard in the paint to get me to watch Rick and Morty. Yeah, like, I think he actually watched it factor, before but... me, but... Yeah, I watched. I didn't watch it when it was coming out. I'm pretty sure he watched it when it was coming out. I watched it like uh, nine episodes into the first season, and someone was like, "Check this out." I was like, "Oh, I'll catch it." And then I got to watch the end of it and was obviously floored. Um, but um, but you made you've said this a bunch of times, and I stand by it. this episode. This season got better with every episode. It was the first season to ever almost universally improve on itself each week. Yeah, Aside no, from think, yeah. mm, the only argument I would say where it didn't was i would say there's only one episode that i can think of and maybe I mean, jerry's episode that's maybe, what i was gonna say yeah, yeah. the whirly Durly conspiracy even then yeah. on rewatch has moments where i'm like holy shit this is glorious like when i talked about it on here whereas he's got cybernetic enhancements and he uses it to plungey the dude's gun out of his hand like that kind of shit was perfect for me so on the whole better every season or every episode. We haven't talked about the last three episodes, so I'm just going to let you talk for a minute about whatever you were about to say. I'm just going to let you go. I don't know. I mean, I was just going to say, like, um, if really, because I've said it before, like, like, the whole thing is, like, uh, the first season is, like, more or less consistent, but I'm not like everybody else where it's like, it's the greatest fucking show ever. I'm like, it's it's fine. Like, it's good. Like, I, I like it, but I'm like... I'm not like I'm not that extreme about it. Like this, I've seen better shows yesterday. Yeah, this, like, se- this season changed my perspective in the way that well, no. I. S- oh, sorry. But I'm saying like, and then season two was really hit or miss. Like, there was either like really really fantastic episodes like Tiny Rick, and then there was or the purge. Just, like, Look who's purging now. I still don't think it's as good as you think it is. But whatever. Ah, it's so um, good. But like, there's like so there's a lot of like highlights, but there's also some shit that's like either not necessarily outright bad, but just like kind of. When Not when something special. when something is enough to make us that profound of effect on you where you will call it amazing, mediocre is trash in your in comparison. So like it's okay to call it mediocre. That's not bad. There's so much mediocre bullshit. The t- fucking Big Bang Theory is still winning Emmys. Like mediocre is okay. It's just that when you put it in the scheme of stuff like Tiny Rick, like Morty Night Run, like Look Who's Purging Now, it's like eh. You know like. I, I don't get the same feeling, so it must not be as good when in reality it's like, it's still good. It's just yeah. not what you want. It's like South Park. Well, yeah. That's how I feel about South Park. So hit or miss for me. It's it's some episodes... Well, it's also been me. going for like 20 fucking years. <laughs> I, I think this is the 20th season. Um, and it's actually a better record if it's even... I haven't watched it in a really long time, so I couldn't really say. But like, I've said before, like The Simpsons is probably, like in my mind, the best animated show ever just by virtue of the fact that like maybe one of the best comedies ever just by virtue of the fact that like seasons two through like eight mm-hmm. are pretty fucking close to flawless yeah and like very few shows can say that like yeah like almost none and like um maybe maybe none i have no idea i can't really i haven't really thought about it honestly yeah. um but like other stuff where it's like i'm saying like there's something i like that i'm still just like whatever about but like it's like that's why I guess that's kind of why I don't completely give over to Rick and Morty. Cause I'm just like, yeah, I saw The Simpsons, and that's like, that never gave me a bad time. But I'm yeah. that's not true. But it took a really long time to give me. Like, it took me like it, ten years to make it. It has. Time. So if if Rick and Morty is like, say, halfway through its fifth season, if it's still this consistent, I'll ask you to rethink your opinion on it. But right now, it's still. You're right. There was at least at minimum seven phenomenal Simpsons seasons for you to work off of as far as like your favorite anime show. So I, I, you know, I don't blame you, but if this stays this consistent for another season and a half, another two, I, 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 I don't see it happening. Honestly, this is the type well, of I'm show, saying, but it hasn't been conditioned. It hasn't been consistent before this season. Like this season was the first one ever. Well, I guess the first one was the first season was more or less consistent, but it wasn't. Well, they even pointed out they pointed out in the fucking end of the third season. Like so the finale of this show, the very last line Beth has is like it's going to be a lot like season 1 but more streamlined and yada yada. Like they 
which I was going to bring up when we were going to start talking about old episodes because it really hit home with me on uh, episode eight, which was the um, oh, what the fuck was it? Uh, not see episode eight, sorry, episode nine, the last one where Jerry gets his oh, the the dream one with with uh, Floopy, uh, what's it called, yeah. Floopy Land or something? I know what you're talking about, yeah, yeah. The the show almost so this was this season i read the review after every episode just because it popped up in my google now so why not and they were almost always perfect and they brought me a lot of good material to bring on here and talk about when i was ranting at the end of a few episodes um it's this episode this season obviously season one was every episode was self-contained the people said the uh, dan Harmon and justin roland said that hey don't look for continuity just enjoy the show season two was we're going to keep some themes running while also giving you that kind of freeform feel, which did exactly what you said. It made episodes fall. You're like, were you focusing on the fun, uh, lack of consequences changes all the time, or were you focusing on story? And they went to season three, flipped it, and just went, hey, we're going to dive into these characters really deep and let you know everything about it. So they did what season one did, but on a different spectrum. Go away from the ridiculous fun with still giving you it obviously because it has to the premise of the show is ridiculous but instead of making that a key theme every episode is standalone don't fucking worry about it it was every episode still stands alone but it is completely about what these characters are going through which was oh yeah what thing like like continuity is really important it's almost like that's, that's why i actually didn't even uh show it to anybody i know who hadn't seen season two yeah because i was like i didn't care about the spoiler but i told you like um i hadn't finished season two i don't think i don't think i even watched most of it uh when i went to comic-con um two years ago and um there was a guy like with the sign that was pretty it was a pretty massive spoiler for the end of season two i was like i can't even be mad because like i'm the one that's behind the geek fest so like what am i gonna say like fuck you dude like so just like whatever about it but i'm like that's the thing that's funny is that like every season of rick and morty it like it is like it basically picks up and then just go. That's why I always think. That's why I do think it's funny that it takes them so fucking long in between seasons. I'm just like, it wouldn't matter if it was like something else. Like like taking two like a season or taking a couple like a year or whatever between yeah. seasons of Atlanta, uh, Don Glover's Atlanta yeah. is fine. It's whatever because I like that show a lot. But like, I, I'm not like, well, you left me in a place where I feel like I need to see more. Like yes. I want to see more. I'm stoked to see more. But I'm not like fuck. Like you left You're me in a place right for it. to see more. Yeah. Um, like even like um, I don't know if they've dropped them yet. Um, but uh, the tick, which I actually mentioned earlier, okay. I just finally I finally watched on Amazon because uh, uh, Kevin was talking about it, and then like um, I was like, well, like and then there was one day where like I was I kept watching kind of like darker shit, and I was like finally getting to the point where I'm just like. I want to watch something that isn't dark. I gotta lighten my life up a little bit. So it's just like, so like I was like, well, fuck it, I'll watch a tick. And I like watched all six episodes that day. And um, I mean, I I spaced, like, I I watched two episodes at a time and then two episodes and two. But like, there's like the end of it where like literally uh, Jackie O'Hellick character just like yells, cliffhanger! And I was just like, you sons of bitches, I need to know where this goes. (laughs) Um, So it's like, that's the whole thing is like, if you do that, that's the, that's the reason that like Marvel Netflix can do shit like that, and like the reason, like, the same reason that Marvel movies can, because you know that they're going to keep coming. Yes. Whereas like Rick and Morty, it's like the it's, unknown. I honestly didn't think season three. I was just like, I don't think that's ever going to happen, honestly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, it took it took one year, five months, and twenty eight days. It took two days short of the year and a half that Mr. Poopy Butthole promised. So there's a couple. Uh, I'm sure you've already heard the conspiracy theories about how this isn't the actual finale. People are people pointed I out. I don't search Rick and Morty on the internet. Well, you sure. should. So it came in two ways. Uh, well, really quick. No, fuck it. I'll come back to it. Remind me about continuity. Uh, it happened in two ways. One, the ending. They bring back Mr. Poopy Butthole because he wasn't in the season at all when people thought he would be. Um, and he says, you know, maybe next time you'll see me and I'll have this big bushy beard, this big bushy Santa Claus beard. And everyone's like, oh shit, Christmas, we're going to get a Christmas episode, which th- with these guys could very well mean next Christmas. That's almost a year and a half from now. It's, it's just under a year and a half. Uh, but also... I didn't even read into that. Like, yeah. like, like, oh, I did. The minute, the minute he said a Christmas beard, I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Rick and Morty Christmas extravaganza. Oh my God. But... Dan uh, Dan Harmon also said in an interview, uh, well, two things. One, Ryan Ridley, when doing the behind the scenes, like because every episode has a 
a deep look into it now uh, on my because I bought it on Google Play. So every episode when it comes out, I also get a three minute like analysis from the creators. So Ryan Ridley in the most recent one, not for this for episode nine, is wearing a Rick and Morty Christmas sweater in in September. Like they're like, oh, 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 maybe this was coincidental. Maybe he was wearing this last year, like last Christmas when they were coming up with the synopsis. Maybe yada yada. And the last one was Dan Harmon said in an interview, the season finale will include uh, a reference, an analogy, a straight-up battle with Evil Morty. You will see him in the finale. Guess what? We didn't see him at all. So everyone's like, but you how do you know? know? How do you know that the Morty we saw wasn't Evil Morty? So that's what they said. That was another theory. It was like maybe Evil Morty took his place, and the beginning of season four will be... Uh, did I tell you about playing Rick and Morty VR? No. Oh, yes, you did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. So season four, if Morty is a vegan the, or a vegetarian, the entire season, you'll know why. It's because in the VR game, he says that to Rick because Rick kills an alien like just completely brutally. Um, so, anyways, uh, people are like, maybe he took his place. Maybe that was Dan Harmon telling us that evil Morty has infiltrated the Rick and Morty universe as we know it. Um, but either way, I, I. I, last year, I told you, as soon as season two ended, I told you I wasn't sure how I was going to make it, man. A year and a half. It better not be a year and a half. It can't be. Can shows go that long? And yes, anime does it all the time. The Venture Bros well, is notorious for taking long times. Like, it happens. Well, the thing is, like, it's kind of, because we're getting in a weird place where it's like, I'm curious how long people will put up with it. Because the whole thing is, like, um, there was a whole, like, back in the day, I want to say just kind of explain this. In the back moment. in the like, day. Yeah, wave your cane at me. No, no, like even before I was born, like forever, like, oh, okay. way, like, like when I was like wave before, your granddaddy's like, my, cane at me. I would say when my dad was a child. Yeah. Um, basically, the way comics worked is basically like you would have like your writer and your artist, and if like for whatever reason like one of them fell behind or both of them fell behind, you would do a fill-in issue. Like where basically you would have a different writer, different artist, whatever, uh, do an issue that had nothing to do, but which it didn't really matter as much back then because like story arcs weren't really as much of a thing. Of course. But like that was the way it worked. And then it was, I want to say, like, I don't know exactly when it started. Um, maybe, like, the mid to late 90s. Um, it definitely became a huge thing in the 2000s where it was, like, because trades were becoming such a thing, mm-hmm. you would fucking have uh, writers and artists that would fall massively off schedule. Like, for example, um, Ultimates 2... Um, the Mark Millar, Brian Hitch series mm-hmm. uh, started. I got the first issue the week my brother came uh, home from college for the first time. I got the last issue literally the day of his graduation. We happened to be at a comic book store and I picked it up that day. That's how fucking long it took to release 12 issues of comics. Wow. Um, that's comics that's what, three and a half years? It was, I mean, I think it was different colleges, so I think it was like three years, but yeah, that's fucking psychotic. Yeah. Um, and like that's that's one example. Like I can also name like uh, the Frank Miller, Jim Lee stuff uh, for like uh, All Star Batman and Robin. Um, but yeah, there's like tons of examples. But, like there was a whole thing basically because they were just like, well, because we're doing this basically like with the eye towards the future and trade, everyone's like letting artists and writers just fall the fuck off schedule, and just being like, when you're pissed, they're like, well, you want a good like story, don't you? Like you want everything to like be consistent, mm-hmm. and like it's like there's people like Kevin who are just like. I guess. And then there's people <laughs> like me who are like, no, motherfucker. Like, if you, like, can't get this release, then fucking find somebody you can, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, I love Bendis as much as the next fucking guy. But, like, Jesus fucking Christ, well, man. Well, I, I understand both sides of the argument. but the, And the one the one thing to be said is that in current age, in, in modern society with Netflix, Hulu, the internet, Torrance, HBO apparently now doing their big things, Disney about to do their streaming services – on demand is a huge fucking deal if you're not gonna fill this story and this slot i'm gonna go find something i like that will which unfortunately for me rick and morty is unfillable and i just watch the office more so i guess the office and rick and morty are my two cancel outs but when well that's like that's yeah that's the whole thing i'm saying like because now like because that was kevin smith's argument was that he was just like i remember because kevin smith is also one of the most flagrant motherfuckers with lateness yeah um where he was like, well, it never really bothered me when I go to a comic book store and, like, the book's not out, I just buy another book. I'm like, well, fuck you, dude. Like, yeah. you're telling me, like, when Alan Moore, like, whoever, Neil Gaiman, when it's taking forever for Miracle Man to come out, you weren't like, like, holy fuck, I want more Miracle Man. Like, where the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Like, don't fucking lie to me just because you're, like, you're 
fat stoner who can't write. Like, fuck off. Like, burn. Not to say he's not like a good writer, but like, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. He's catastrophically like he, if he wrote his movies like that, he wouldn't be fucking employed. Well, ever. shit, his movies happen like that all the time. I mean, no, freaking... no, but I'm saying that's the whole thing is like be, if he like, did like on set, he'd be yeah. fucked. Like it would be like, like Moose Jaws was re-write. supposed to so, have like, happened. Hey, I'll get to it. Yeah, Moose Jaws was supposed to have happened by now, and yet he just gets distracted with other stuff and keeps pushing. Well, it also, out. Moose Jaws, it was kind of like the whole thing with um, Yoga Hoser. They actually they had shot Yoga Hosers like forever ago. Mm. They just hadn't shot. Johnny Depp scenes. Mm-hmm. They had to wait for Johnny Depp to be available, so that might be the same deal with Moose Jaws. I don't it, even know. It better be, but uh... but um, but no, because I'm saying like they ended up kind of fixing uh, comics by like like most recently, like Secret Empire um, was the first um, event that I can recall in quite a while at least. Um, where basically, they had to like, go rotating crew of artists. Like basically, it was just like you had like on one issue you'd have like three or four artists, and every issue that's why they were coming out bi-weekly. So you constantly were getting the same consistent quality and you were getting it on time, which was fucking awesome. And for a long time, that's what TV was, was it was just like you would fucking just it was a TV show. It's like you get episode, 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 break, episode, 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 break. Like it was just like whatever. It's like and now it's like, well, like we want to like see the next season of Atlanta, like what's sort of like FX or whatever. But it's like, but we're gonna like we want we want the best possible product from Donald Glover, so we're gonna like wait until he's like ready to go and blah blah. blah. I'm mm. just like, okay, but that's a fucking slippery slope that leads to like this bullshit where it's especially like, with someone like him who is so not distracted but versatile. He's he can do anything. So if he's yeah. like, hold on, I can finish this album, I can work on this movie, I'm I'm recording, I'm doing this role, and I want to be in it. He'll just be like, you take a seat. I'm Donald fucking Glover. You take a seat. That's exactly, that's my point, is that, like, um, it's, like, the whole thing with Rick and Morty, like, it's, like, I do, I, I get the point, and I don't, I wouldn't want anybody but Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland to do it. Yes. But at the same time, the fact that they're afforded the ability to just be, like, ah, fuck it, it's gonna take us, like, two yeah. years, it's gonna take us three years, it's gonna take us five years, like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? Like, if the people, even, like, if fucking, what's his name? Uh, what's the guy who did Family Guy? Seth? McFarlane? Seth McFarlane, yeah. yeah. Like, if you fucking, if he, like, even, like, five years ago, like, was like, yeah, I mean, I'm not really feeling the next season of Family Guy yet. Like, I'm going to wait until I have, like, something. Like, they'd be like, fuck you, then your show is canceled. Yeah. But it's like, It's Adult now- Swim, and it's these guys with this cult following that is, is grown. Did you see Rick and Morty is the number one comedy on te- television right now? It beat out Big Bang Theory. It beat out Modern Family. And that's a... Adult Swim 11:30 Sunday show beat out everything else for number one comedy. That's absurd. And that doesn't even count people like me who are getting it through perfectly legal means. Exactly. That is <laughs> absurd. So wow, uh, that is nuts. But to bring it back uh, to Rick and Morty, I want to talk about one thing. Oh, so yes, I'm. I'm. This is the one instance, and it's because of my love for it. Like supposedly there's an Office uh, like mini series reunion that has been in the talks forever, and I'm like, I'll. I don't care if I'm 60 when it happens, and you have to like you have to cgi and steve carell i'll wait rick and morty is kind of like that like i'm always scratching for more but i would not want anyone else another writer another i don't even want another animator i want the exact same people who have been doing it to keep doing it but to bring it back to continuity that i was talking about earlier i thought the perfect example of continuity as far as like uh underlining continuity was in this finale and it was in the most over-your-head moment that if you if you didn't follow the characters as deeply as some people do, you wouldn't care. When Rick and Morty are sitting on the couch and he's playing Minecraft, and Rick goes, so you're mining things to craft with and crafting things to mine with? Who wrote this, your dad? And all Morty says is, mean. And that's it. <laughs> like, so for season one, Morty, first off, wouldn't be playing a game with Rick sitting right there. They wouldn't be hanging out on the couch. So that, that alone is pretty cool. Two... Rick is casually sipping a martini while smiling while his grandson's doing something. Again, didn't share that relationship, wouldn't be happening like that. Three, season two Morty and early season one Morty would have yelled at, Mo- would it would have had some sort of like deep, mo- like small monologue. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh geez, Rich. <laughs> yeah, oh, geez, Rick. Oh, geez. And when they're talking to each other in the freaking, <laughs> that's a- anyways, I got distracted. Yeah, he would have had some sort of, like, mini monologue about how, Rick, get out your own ass, this is entertaining, to such and such. 
but instead he's so used to it and they have such a good back and forth that he just says mean rick smirks it off they actually animate in a little smirk and he goes back to sipping his martini or later on when uh, uh, Morty and the president are screaming at each other, and he says, you mean you paid people to do it while you sat on your fat ass taking all the credit? You suck, man. If you look up at Rick, Ricky's looking down at Morty, not the president, smiling in admiration. Again, little things like that, that in season one and two, would, would if it happened then, would make no sense. It is pure continuity, the fact that the family's coming together in a very major way in this season. Um, I... I just, Patrick, I just loved it so much. Well, that was like, uh, actually, one of my favorite thing was like, they're not doing uh, the Trump as president, uh, is that they're doing, uh, I'm going to just fucking, I don't even care. I'm like, it's Keith David as president. Like, it's not Keith David playing like a, the, the president. It's yeah. Keith David has somehow <laughs> become the president. I don't know how, I don't care. But he I love did Keith it. David. I've seen the thing like 47 times. I've seen They Live like 200 times. It's Keith fucking David as the president, and you can't tell me differently. When That's right, fantastic right. in and of itself. He, uh, oh my god, the fight they have, the the story, like Rick and Morty getting bored. That was another perfect ex- example when when they're shooting the freaking alien in the face, and Rick just like rubs his eyes and goes, "Uh," and Morty says he doesn't like it, and Rick's like, "Wait, you don't like this?" At this point in the story, at first it seems like Rick's doing adventures for Rick. At this point in the story, he's doing adventures for Morty. I mean, they're they're a team, they're a duo. The toxic episode laid that out heavy. Every Rick has a Morty, and every uh, Morty yeah. has a Rick. Yeah, yeah, they're they're a do, and, and at first you don't see that. They always reference it. They always bring it up, but at this moment, it's like no, seriously. And I think my favorite, probably, there are so many of my favorite punchlines, but if not my favorite absolute punchline that they referenced, and if people don't make a big deal about it, I'm going to be kind of salty. And when Rick goes, "Is this game big with autistic people?" and Morty goes, "Why would you say that?" and he goes, "Because I'm loving this right now." They laid it on the on Front Street that he is um, uh, differently abled. He is autistic and <laughs> but completely functioning and a god for all intents and purposes. When that guy goes to touch him and he's like, "Don't do that, you're gonna die." He touches him and he just dies. Super anticlimactic. There's been other Rick moments where he's done unexplainable things and they don't play it up as this big deal. Rick has the power where, unexplicably, if you touch him, you die. And he is in control of that. Absurd. And the guy goes, what, you can't do that. You're not God. And Rick, as toxic Rick would have said, you don't know what I am. You don't know what I'm capable of. It's just, it's so... Oh, that's what took me back to my other point. I'm so sorry. This was like 20 minutes ago. Season 3 almost lost me. Oh, oh, alarm. Hold on, my alarm's going off. Season 3... uh got to the point where it almost was they saved it at the end they saved it with the final three episodes the uh the rick what's the rick universe called the um oh the citadel this with the citadel of rick's episode the dream episode in the finale they saved it but i thought that episodes four five and six and arguably three were almost too self-referential they were using it as a almost as a crutch almost hey i'm telling you from my perspective uh the middle fingers are not necessary sir um it it wasn't it was never bad it was never over the top it was just getting to the point where i was almost expecting those jokes and i think that's rick and morty has done so good to keep me off like so away from knowing exactly what's going to happen that it got to the point where i was like okay they're playing the meta card again i get it they saved it at the end but that's that's where i was getting well, I mean, that's the thing is like, I mean, I guess if Kevin was, if Kevin was here and you, he, I mean, he's not dead. It just, <laughs> does he watch Rick and Morty? Uh, I don't Ooh, think he has in a while. Patrick, I lied. I have one super huge must do. The Rick mobile is going to be at New York city. I don't know when I will look it up tonight and I will text you, but that is the only spot to get a bunch of different Rick and Morty merchandise. I am blowing like 400 bucks there. I don't care. It is the only spot to get that stuff. And it's only in like certain cities and it's at comic-con continue i'm so sorry no shit it popped. <laughs> well it didn't go to every comic-con but it's at new york it went to san diego obviously it's going to new york obviously and it was in a bunch the of random but it was weird. in a bunch of random cities at random times it was like we're going to dallas this date why because we feel like it like it's just that's the way this show and this people and this culture works with around rick and morty so uh finish what you're saying about self-referential self-referential stuff well no it's like to, uh, to kevin like if kevin was here uh He'd be like, cause his whole thing with the comedy was just like the whole point of, cause he's a fucking English major, uh, 
the whole uh, point of comedy is to take you off guard. Like, the only way, like, jokes are funny is because, like, it caught you off guard and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, like, so I do understand your point. Um, but, like, at the same time, like, breaking the fourth wall has kind of been, like, it, I don't know. It's like if you didn't do it when you're doing a show about the ability, like, a guy with the ability to go in and out of any dimension at any time. Like, if you don't break the fourth wall, I feel like... Oh, that's... my gosh, yeah. And they did it perfectly in the first two seasons every now and again. They did wonderful moments where Rick was just... Okay, uh, the episode where he talks about that he can do anything at any point in time and he knows it. And so, I can't remember what it was in season two. Uh, and they're like, that's no way to live. He he can be self-referential and be, break the fourth wall. And he can, like, lay it on Front Street that he knows everything about who he is without using it as a sort of a... um. It was. It's like Kevin Smith using a dick joke. You know that that dick joke's coming, so it's not as funny. Occasionally, he'll throw the twist in there. Yeah, occasionally he'll throw a <laughs> twist in there where you're like, "Oh, ho, ho, that is funnier." You made the dick nine inches this time. Like Rick and Morty got to the point where they weren't twisting it anymore. They were just going with it over. I uh, just a little bit, not twisting <laughs> the dick, not twisting. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, the 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 jokes, which again at the end they they fixed it and. The very ending of Rick and Morty was is exactly what I'm talking about. The finale of season three where Beth says, and even if I was a clone, Gramp, or, uh, yeah, yeah, Rick wouldn't tell us about that. And Rick's blank face, he's dead. He's no longer the powerful. The beginning of the season is him being the patriarch of the family. Him even saying, I own this family now. And the ending is him having absolutely zero power, but all the influence. It's a really poetic way to go throughout the season, but... He is able, they're able to point out, like, Rick would never tell us, and Rick even has the dead look on his face. You can still be breaking the fourth wall, still being aware of the story, and make it uh, land with great effect like that did. To me, obviously, everything's subjective, but it just in the middle there, it got a little heavy handed. I don't know. For me, it's not only really about the fucking, like, I'm not a comedy nerd per se. Like, I mean, I, I, I like a lot of comedy, but, like, I'm not usually, like, the only time I remember there was one time <laughs> recently where I did make a comedy nerd joke. Where like we were at, um, it was when Kevin's band was playing at Jupiter uh, Jupiter Hall with uh, Crazy Town, <laughs> which is a hell of a statement to make. That is awesome. Um, but uh, we were watching one of the like the opening bands that wasn't the Mess, mm-hmm. and like both of us were just like, I don't really want to be, <laughs> and like so like we had texted them, but where they were, and they were drinking PBRs in the car. Classic. So like. We uh, walked outside and like Asa like stands up out of the car and just like does this motion, and then like we just kind of like dead face like whatever and start kind of walking towards the car, and then Asa jumps out of the car again and starts doing it again, and I was like, if he doesn't do it a third time, I'm gonna be really upset, and he didn't. And I was like, Asa, the first fucking rule of comedy, <laughs> three is funny. Like, <laughs> they even do like, that in Rick and Morty. They even do that in the first episode. <laughs> Learn from it. <laughs> He's like, I didn't know you guys couldn't see me. I was like, when a second fucking time? And I was just like, well, we were walking towards you, asshole. Like, what did you think was happening? Um, but yeah, no, like, for me, it's like, I don't really care about, like, the comedy. It's just like the whole thing of, like, when um, we were talking about, like, the whole, basically, whenever I talk about anything, we're just like, I don't really give a fuck about, like, action. I'm just like, to me, it's like story and characters what I find interesting. Well, so and- it's like, the whole reason that I liked this season more than anything was like it wasn't about the high concept it, wasn't, it was about yeah. the characters and they and i mean i guess it landed on me without being aware because most of the stuff i've pointed <laughs> out this episode <laughs> come back come back most of the stuff i've been pointing out this episode uh, has been character stuff like the uh, uh relationship changes and the freaking morty yelling at the president which was one of my favorite dialogue moments of the finale was him telling the president he sucks like there was no punchlines there it was just a kid who's because morty is aware that by proxy he's a god as well like the conversation they have on the phone about them doing him the favor never once is it saying rick's doing the favor the president keeps pointing out rick he says rick and morty a lot but he points out rick a few times but that conversation and uh the one the subsequent one where they're uh he's shrinking down is about the fact that the two of them, Morty being aware of it, are gods. Together. Not just him, not just him. Together they are the ultimate power. 
not to get all pretentious, but you could always argue that like Rick is God and then Morty is a Jesus figure, <laughs> like a Christ figure. Yeah, I mean, you, sure. I, I would prefer to go like Zeus Hercules, but yeah, let's let's go with the more Christian form. Why not? This is America, right? Well, honestly, God and the, Jesus. The main thing I think of when I think of like God and uh, Jesus metaphors is Galactus and Silver Surfer, yep. which is created by two Jewish guys in New York. So yeah. I'm just saying. What was? Oh shoot! I was just talking with about someone about um. Uh, Jesus metaphor in a comic book and I can't remember what it was at all so it's not important all I know is it was a retelling of that story so either way all right I've got packing to do for tomorrow I have got dinner to eat I have got to edit two podcasts because my what did I just say podcast is going up I've got to release them and then I've got to go to bed because I still have to get up early tomorrow because Franny's taking me to work so she can drop me off at the train station at 9 30 so That'll just about do it. So many good things coming. So if we did have not done an episode with Kevin Cardinal, but if you listen to this, hopefully you listen to Gifted Punksters, in which case you will know who he is. But he is going to be doing at least one episode with us, a big crossover. Men of the Gifted Machines. Gifted Machines. Just Gifted Men. That's cool. I already, I'm cool I already with that. said, I already coined Gifted Machines being the name of our network. Because all right. you were all like fucking like, because I was like, we just called the Gifted Punksters Network, and you were like all like, I mean, I guess. I did and not so act like, like that. I was, I was slightly like, sullen, but machines? I was not that bad. I was like, how about gifted machines? You're like, okay. And then I went to Kevin, and I'm just like, like, what are you doing in gifted machines? And he's like, I don't fucking care. All right. Yeah, like, Kevin doesn't care about much like, of anything. Okay. So um, he's very passionate about comic books, which is what we're going to be talking about because we're going to Comic-Con and TV shows. So get ready for that. It's going to be awesome. Uh, otherwise, Patrick, we will... I know you don't care, but I need you to know we will pass a thousand downloads, listens, whatever. Uh, hopefully with this episode, we're at like 950 something. So if we can get this one out there, if you can spam hard on the social networks, maybe twice. I don't spam, we'll be good. motherfucker. Not spam, but post it. Share it. I post it. everything whatever. everywhere. I'm saying space it out, man. If you do it all once wait, on one day. Jericho? Yeah. Space wait, is that what he does? Out, man. If that's what he does, then that's what I'm saying. Like, if you do it... Uh, under our page one day you do it under your page the next day like you just space it out a little bit so that way it it, it spreads because if it do it all at once only that those people at that moment see it not everyone so anyways this has been men of the machines i'm kevin the captain mills uh there's actually been men of the machine there's no pluralization but i'm patrick Vicious. did i pluralize it <laughs> yes you did well thanks yous for listenings Ha, 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 ha.